SMS SAFM now on 41391. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Right now, we are going to be talking about how to ensure that we are safe during this festive season. And uh, we've got the honor of speaking right now to SA Security, uh, Safety and Security as a specialist investigator into serious violent and serious economic crimes. And that's Mike Bolhays. Thank you very much for joining us, Mike. How are you this evening? Thank you. Thank you much, so much for the opportunity. You know, we're fine, hot, but good. Listen, this this heat is one of those things that I'm appreciating. Um, I, as much as it's very hot, but I appreciate it as opposed to being very cold and in the second wave of COVID-19, because when you have the sniffles, then already your heart is already pouncing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and yeah, I think it's going to become worse um, uh, from next year, especially to, through to the uh, winter season. So uh, I think COVID is going to still be a very big problem in well, all around the world. You know, one of the things that COVID has really showed us is the fact that we as human beings... um are actually within um, we, we, we liked to call it the rat race that you wake up in the morning and work and mm. then you come back and you know we are in the rat race but right now with COVID-19 it proved to us that the rat race was to a certain extent working because mm. we were majority of us working for uh, a living and mm. now people have lost jobs around the world and crime has increased what do you feel the statistics are going to look like uh, at the end of this festive season um, due to COVID-19 and people losing jobs? Well, we have to start where it all started. Um, my um, opinion then was that the president uh, made the right call to bring the lockdowns in. However, he should have started that in January and prepared the people for at least three months so that you can fill your bond. The problem is it was mentioned on a Wednesday and it was enforced on a Friday. So within two days, we saw what happened. Uh, we saw the real rat race. Uh, there was not a spot that wasn't filled that uh, sold things. But anyway, um, pushing people suddenly in their homes without preparing proper, properly, and that is emotionally, spiritually, physically, financially uh, as well, um, was was a very big mistake. And caused a lot of problems. And obviously, during that time, a lot of people... Um, got involved on the platforms and internet and there was a lot of knocks and scams cybercrime that was committed that escalated immensely so there was a lot of uh, i won't say new crimes but there was a lot of crimes that used to be under the belt uh, or kept under the belt but suddenly rose to a three four hundred percent increase uh, during the lockdown season and um not only was uh, a lot of businesses closed and a lot of jobs lost, but a lot of uh, crime was committed and a lot of crime was committed from within government, from within police stations, uh, through to other businesses and the public. So as a matter of fact, a lot of people in South Africa, whether they were authorities or just the normal normal public person, got involved in crime in that time due to uh, the lockdown and desperation and so forth. Uh, that's why it's very important that you prepare people, teach people before you uh, enforce something on them. Uh, with these uh, new lockdowns, it's it's better in a sense, but I would disagree with the um, 
uh, lockdowns of the beaches. I think that is more safe than uh, the malls and so forth. And we all have our opinions. But be that as it may, the, the president and our government is trying their utmost best, and I do agree with him, with the lockdowns, uh, to uh, obviously to save lives. But once again, crime will arise uh, and, and will become more, and usually in uh, October, November, December, and anyway, during all the years, crime uh, arise uh, with about uh, two to 300% every end of the year. It's like the criminals decide, you know, let's jump in, October and November and half of December and get as much as we can because we also want to take a break. But uh, the criminals take advantage of these uh, situations in our, in our, uh, of this pandemic. And that's the, that's the mystery of iniquity, that a person would, um, we see it in cybercrime, we see it in all kinds of crimes, knocks and scams, that a person would use a, a dire situation, a pandemic, in order to extort or get money out of people or literally kicking them when they're already on the ground and taking their last cents and money. And while I'm on that subject, um, uh, people should mark, and they by now, I hope the penny has dropped, uh, that they should be careful in, in this time. They should adhere to the government, the rules and regulations, but they should watch out for any form of corruption and especially cybercrime. The, the future is cybercrime. That's where the criminals is going to make the real money. You know, when you talk about cybercrime, I laugh. In fact, if I can find it on my phone, mm. I, I laugh at the sort of messages people are sending um, yep. to, to our personal cell phones. And I hope I can find this on my phone because it made me laugh. I, I read the way the, the, the sentence was put together and I thought this is fraud. But if someone else were to get it, they would probably think it is authentic. Talk to us about how we can look out for these cyber crimes because sometimes they seem so legitimate. Uh, it's just yeah. a link um, that has something to do with your bank or your, any service provider that you might be with. Yeah. Um, the biggest problem today is that everybody wants a smartphone. They, they will literally eat bread and drink Coke and put all the nutrition aside and all the good stuff aside just to have a smartphone. Because once they have a smartphone, it like becomes their new best friend. And that's where they spend, especially the youth, most of their time on. And there's so much, sorry for the word, shit floating around in the um, uh, on the platforms. There's so much fake news. There's so much devil's algebra ads and subtracted messages, messages that was edited uh, either adding things or subtracting things. There's so much sextortion, extortion. There's so much interception of, of invoices. There's so much fake documentation that's flying around of the post office, the police, the government, uh, legitimate businesses, um, even very reputable company names where documentation is photoshopped and edited and uh, people are being extorted even from uh, from SARS, where they are supposed to kind of get money, but you know what? Before you get this money, you have to pay uh, a couple of rand for this, and then there's another couple of rand you have to pay for this certificate, and then for that release, and then there's the uh, the check that has to be issued, and eventually you pay a couple of thousand rand, and then once the penny drop by you. They've already, all these knockers and scammers and uh, cybercrime criminals has, has already put 100 to 200 lines out today catching fish, and that's how they catch people. 
So my biggest concern in this country is the is the ignorance um, or the illiteracy uh, or the uh, how shall I say those who aren't trained how to work with cell phones and understand what cybercrime really is and how important it is not to keep any information on your phone and not to open things that you don't know what it is and not to get involved if you're greedy. Uh, and if you're a greedy person, you should be especially careful because if something sounds too good to be true, it usually is. The problem is you get a WhatsApp that says to you uh, and shows you the most beautiful pictures of a holiday since we are talking about festive crimes and you can go, you're, you've got a house on the beach and oh, it's a beautiful, it's just um uh, one week left or two weeks left and you better grab it. There's a queue of people waiting. You can get it at a good price and people usually just take and they pay. And there's so many holiday scams. I'm I'm using one now because of this conversation, but there's thousands and thousands of kinds of scams similar or equal to this one. They don't do a proper vetting. Mike, and, and uh, let, let's take a break. We're going to come back on the vetting. And I'm going, I found that SMS on my phone. I'm going to read it out on air. SMS SAFM now on 41391. Tweet at SFM Radio and at Patricia M. Dooley. The time now is 52 minutes after 10. And uh, let me remind you, this is the festive uh, edition of Late Night Conversations. So what does this mean? We're going to give you good content, but great music as well. Right now, we are talking to Mike Bolhays, who is a specialist investigator into serious violent and serious economic crimes at SA Safety and Security. And we are looking at how to stay safe during this uh, festive season. Teamers, please do interact with us by dialing in on 011-714-2006. Alternatively, send us WhatsApps on 0614-104-107. Perhaps you've got um, some tips for us or you might know how people um, are able to, you know, curb this um, you, these crimes that happen during the festive season, please do let us know. The SMS line is 41391. Mike, uh, thank you for staying with us. You were still talking about cyber crimes, and I had said to you I'm going to share a message. I don't usually save these. I usually mm. delete them. This came directly on SMS, and it says, attention, we found an unclaimed funds was yep. allocated to your last names on our yep. file to yep. claims email your full name and it says the email address for claim mm. now firstly i just look at like uh, the construction of the sentence the malapropisms mm. and full stops where they're not supposed to be misspelled words and i think my goodness and then to top it all off the email address the gmail address and I asked yeah. myself, where did you even get my number? But there are mm. a lot of people who probably want to inquire because people are desperate. People are hungry. Then they'll probably respond to this message and find themselves as victims of cyber crimes. Look, you have a lot of corruption in this country and even the biggest and the smallest of businesses. So even if you might have a guy that has, has been uh, taken in as an informant for a cyber crime group, to just go to the dump site and collect all papers with numbers on. You might have a guy in a cell shop selling all the details, including yours, to a cybercrime group. You might have a guy 
working at uh, any of the government institutions or at the police dishing out information. This is what happens and this is how this information gets bought by, um, you can call them uh, traffickers in information to the cybercrime. It could be an individual. It could be a group. It's usually groups. It's usually syndicates. So the public out there must understand that when you throw anything away um, from your house or your office in a dustbin, you must make sure that there's no information there that can com- compromise you. And that's the same with your phone. People have become so blasé and so uh, off the thought that will never happen to me and it can ne- never happen. But we've been warning people all along, all information that is um, extremely confidential and that can put you in a compromising position. I'm talking about uh, PIN numbers, banking details. I'm talking about car registration information, your bank, uh, anything pertaining your bank or your policies, uh, whatever. Any number information should not be stored on your phone. In other words, if you lose your phone, you should only cry about the price of the phone that you have lost. But most people cry much more due to the content that they have lost because there's so much private information on and there's so much confidential information on. You know, people take photos of each other. They send videos of each other. There's naked photos on. There is very important information to remember. There could be the safe, uh, the number, the house number, the, the, the how to enter the gate, etc., etc. I can carry on and on. That's why cell phone theft by these syndicates is so important because once they have the phone, even if you have a proper passcode, it can be uh, opened. They have that as well. Cybercrime is the future. But any information, whether it's uh, uh, on paper or on any platform or any electronic, should be in such a way that it cannot be taken and if the device is taken that you are not compromised and this is what I want to bring back also to the festive season I want the parents to check their kids phones that they instruct this to their kids and teach them this because this is the biggest problem with the smartphones of today if you have a person's phone you have a person's DNA it's the next DNA you have everything of them every single thing so the, the parents should put proper 24-7 trackers on the phones of the kids and they should check their kids' phone that there's nothing on it that is of a compromising nature or uh, that shouldn't be on, that a child shouldn't have on a, on a phone. So to, to keep your kids safe, you need, you need to know exactly what goes on the, uh, on the electronics and you should choose and help them choose the correct friends and you should, by, in my opinion, keep them away from any form of nightclub or uh, house parties or any of that. Now, now I'm speaking to a lot that burst out laughing and I say, there's no way we're going to have a party of the year. But let me tell you, most deaths and most crimes against women and children happens in these three months. And it usually happens between the hours of 11 and 4 o'clock in the morning. There's a lot. You might be innocent. You might have had one Savannah and drove home and a drunkard is driven into your car and if you have passengers, one or two dies, you will never overcome that. You will live with that for the rest of your life. It's not safe at night. The entertainment venues aren't safe. There's a lot of drink spiking. There's a lot of date raping. There's a lot of, there's a lot of bad things going on at night, and we never hear good stories. And house parties, nightclubs, big uh, raves and parties, especially in, 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 a, 
in a town where you're not used to be, if you're from Pretoria going to Durban or going to a holiday resort or wherever, I mean, it just happens just like that. You need to protect your kids with your life, and you need to explain this to them. You, you can actually play them this podcast so they can listen to hear what I say, because I sit with the cases. My organization gets all these cases in, or a lot of them. By um, And during December, we never close, or in January. And there's never a good story. It's always bad. You know, Mike, um, I remember a colleague of mine, uh, just after getting paid our income for December a couple of years ago, immediately went online, did a couple of purchases um, in these online stores. And it's very encouraged now that we buy things online because of COVID-19, for social distancing, and for convenience as well. And straight after that, um, maybe 30 minutes or so later, he went back again to wanting to do another purchase and he realized that he was out of balance. He had no more money left. Mm -hmm. And when he checked his bank statement, lo and behold, all his money was looted. So yep. these cyber crimes, and I hear you talking about the nightclubs, and we'll go there. We'll go to the nightclubs because it is important for us to talk about those. Mm -hmm. But these cyber crimes are the ones that are hitting us closer um, to our pockets than the other crimes. How does yeah. one protect themselves when they are online doing shopping? How does one protect themselves when they are um, on, on websites and they're even on their banking websites? Mm. Look, uh, first of all, nobody should be doing any transaction whatsoever after a proper vetting and evaluation and an informed decision has been made. So I've already said about greediness, etc. You you never make an emotional decision. It will always be wrong. You make an informed decision. So once you've made an informed decision of what you want to do with money and whatever device or platform or institution you're going to deal with, you must make, secondly, you must make sure that you know how that, that system works. And uh, with that, you must be patient. If you do not know, you'll wait and you'll find out and you'll get somebody that can teach you. But people are very impatient they want they see this they want this and they want this now and that's the that's the lure of uh, of advertising you see the most beautiful say for instance bottle of perfume and then uh, or the most the men sees the most beautiful say um, fishing rod and i'm just using two examples that would uh, entice people and the eye immediately then uh, is the one that turns you and you see the price is good you don't do proper vetting. You don't uh, find out who is selling this, who is behind this, is this a reputable company, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But the first two things that I've mentioned will already put you at least 80% there. And then the third thing is the final vetting. Once you um, know how this whole transaction is going to work and you've made an informed decision, you've been patient and everything else, then you can proceed with the transaction. But the vetting part at the end or in the beginning, whichever way you want to do it first is is, is the one that will, uh, will, will be the deciding factor. In other words, it, if you do not know how to find out whether a company on the other side or any form of transaction is not reputable and um, professional and as it should be, a stable situation. If there's any instability whatsoever, you walk away and uh, you do not get involved. The people all over the world get involved too quickly because they fall for the fact that it's a good, it's a good buy 
They see the product and they think that it does exist. There's a lot of photoshopping going on and there's a lot of, if not most, when, it, when we talk about Noxon scams, they are all photoshopped. Uh, they are all um, straightforward Noxon scams. It's identity theft. Uh, like in the sextortion, the guy would think he's speaking to this most beautiful blonde, very well built, beautiful, and then, you know, the most uh, enticing and lascivious photos, etc., etc. But in the meantime, it's the syndicate behind it that has received the information of this person that they've targeted because this person visits uh, porn sites, and they from the porn site. The porn sites are directly linked to the syndicates when it comes to sextortion. We've already established that in the last four years. So if men visit porn sites or sex shops or any sexual content that they visit on, and there's a lot, believe me, that's of the biggest sites in the world, those institutions walk hand in hand with syndicates because they have your information, they know what you want, and then the individuals have your details, they WhatsApp you, they send these photos, they lure you in and you send naked photos of yourself, it becomes a yin and yang and a swap, and then once they have a naked photo of you, they threaten you and they extort you, and we have cases up to close a million rand that was paid. So, um, yeah, it is, uh, it is those steps that you need to follow. You do not get involved unless you are absolutely 100% sure and you do not do any transaction unless you know exactly how to do it. And you do not do a transaction unless you've done thorough and proper vetting. Now, Sbusiso Diosi, who's in PE, says another thing people forget is a phone number. The number you use for phone banking is very important. Don't use it for WhatsApp. Keep it as private. Hackers desperately want that number. Shoo. So so how do hackers get into your phone number via WhatsApp in order for them to get to your banking? How does this work? Look, hacking is a very uh, a serious issue, and it's it's uh, rising immensely, and it's become all the more and more, and it's very sophisticated. It's not easy to do, and um, whatever um, in the past the uh, electronic companies created for good in order to, say, fight crime or to better people or to better life and better circumstances, the criminals have now taken and they use it for evil. So they do proper, they do thorough, proper track and tracings to those they want to kill and take out, like in the Kinnear murder, which we've identified is the case. And they use whatever has been created by these companies to give us all this better things in life they use to commit crime by uh, using that to uh, commit these cybercrime acts and all uh, and other forms of violent crimes like uh, cash in transit, bank robberies, etc., etc. So they use this technology to their advantage to commit crime. But hacking is a very difficult subject to explain, and I don't think we'll have time for that because I'll have to explain the process. But the short and sweet is that they have a device or they would have a device or a special phone that can clone your phone or that can uh, infiltrate your phone without you realizing it or, or spotting that they're on your phone and then can listen to your conversations. They can draw all your informations, including your WhatsApps, etc., etc. But it's not uh, every Tom, Dick, and Harry that can do it. It is highly specialized people that used to uh, maybe work for uh, top um, um, uh, shall I say, electronic companies. And then once they have 
learned all this, extremely clever. Uh, we call them the, the nerds as well. And uh, then they uh, will then be hired out for a serious amount to do this cloning and hacking for syndicates or individuals. But um, it is a real thing, and it is definitely being used by the the sextortion syndicates specifically and extortion uh, syndicates because what they do and what they're after is the information that's on your phone and then they threaten you if you do not uh, pay us we will not unlock your phone you will lose on your all your information they infiltrate your laptops your computers and everything and or they will post everything of your personal or private information uh, to the public or even as far as if you do not pay this that and the other we will give your information to government institutions like SARS because they look for people that uh, deals with a lot of money and maybe do not pay their taxes so there's a lot of forms of of uh, and a lot of groups of people that would be targeted by the hackers in order to use that information the main aim is always to get money and control Money and control, that's what they're trying to do. Another message here that comes from Keith D, who's in Stellenbosch. Keith says, hi, Pat, I don't want to sound like Trump, but I know almost everything about the scams approach because I've been importing via online shopping since 2008. So instead of being caught napping by scams, I catch them off often. But sometimes I can be unnecessarily extra cautious. For instance, Amazon recently sent me an email about an important duty refund, uh, an import duty refund, but I still felt to verify the email with them first. This is very important. So verification is very key. But sometimes these scammers are just too slick. Let's let's move to the issue of what happens in our drinking halls and nightclubs and pubs. And obviously now with lockdown, we are anticipating that uh, these will not be the case. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's move on to that. So as I've said, um, the... The new rules and regulations uh, are there in place in order to save the public. Uh, the human being has become an extremely complicated uh, animal, and in, it needs to be controlled. And people might not like it if I say that, but let me tell you, um, the human beings are extremely complicated. And you have so many opinions, and you can have two people together, and they will have five different uh, churches and five opinions. So... Uh, um, you cannot satisfy everybody. We cannot satisfy everybody. We see it always. Uh, neither can you. Nobody else uh, um, uh, and anybody else cannot always satisfy all the time everybody. But rules and regulations are there in place for our safety. And if people adhere to them, it will, will literally go better. It will actually go better. So in on, in this holiday season, I would suggest that families spend their times together. And when they do things, they do it together. And uh, I have a very big problem with alcohol. It's the number two addiction in South Africa. The number one addiction is cigarettes. Cigarettes is a drug. And uh, I don't care how many people jump up and down. It's a drug. And I can prove it. If you can put your cigarette down for 30 days and it doesn't even bother you, go on. You can smoke within 30 days again. But if you can't, you're more addicted to your cigarettes than heroin. Heroin isn't, as, in my opinion, as strong as an addiction than cigarettes. And let me tell you, I do thousands. I've been in the last 40 years 
years involved with thousands of drug cases. It's I have a whole unit that, that deals with drug issues in South Africa, and I handle the worst of the worst. And let me tell you, they will easily say to me, I'd rather leave my drugs than my cigarettes. But anyway, so um, stay away from liquor and don't drink and drive. You know, we're so used to saying don't drink and drive, but people don't listen to it. And no matter how small an amount of liquor you consume, it immediately works in your body. It works differently in every person's body. I might drink a panada, my headache goes away, and you might drink a grandpa. It's the same with liquor. However, the moment you take liquor in, it has an effect on your body, and it has an effect on your complete body that includes your eyes, your ears, your 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 brain, and everything else, not just your, your physical body. So... Uh, do not drink and drive at all. And when you do go out as, and you have a bit of a party as a family and with good friends and people that won't take advantage of you or rob you or hurt you along the way or rape you or whatever, then uh, have a designated driver if it's not at, at the house. Op- uh, be very, very careful for um, drug trafficking. It is. It's rave about um in this country, it doesn't stop and it will be available at any form of venue. I don't care where you go, there will be drugs and drugs available. So be very careful for that and uh, make sure that your kids and obviously all family members stay away from that and expose it. The best way to to prevent this is by proper exposure. Needless to say, do not walk around with extreme valuables and don't take extreme valuables out uh, when you go on holiday, when you leave from Pretoria, to, I'm using Durban as an example, take the, 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 the least expensive clothes and, and take the least expensive, if any, jewelry. Don't take any expensive stuff. And make sure when you're at a holiday resort that you lock your stuff up properly because they rob a lot of holiday homes. They do. And you might come back from the beach and everything is gone. Obviously, be careful whatever you take to the beach because there are beach bums that steal that as well. Unfortunately, you need to be absolutely and constantly paranoid. And um, and I don't mean that in an ugly way. I mean positive paranoia. You need to be aware. You can still in, have a wonderful time, but you need to be awake and aware. It's like walking across the street. You're not just going to walk. You're going to look several times both ways. It's the same everywhere. So... Um, I haven't touched on the subject before you leave or if you've already left, make sure that your animals are well kept and looked after and make sure that uh, uh, your alarm system and all the necessary stuff in your house is safe and make sure that there are people that you've spoken to, your local security company or police. You should have proper ties and relationships with people um, wherever you are so that people can work together and assist each other. Uh, We have a very big problem in our country because neighbors don't get along. People don't get along and they don't work together. They wouldn't walk across the street when the alarm goes off uh, off on the other side. They just don't care and they don't want that confrontation. Obviously, I don't blame them because they're scared because nowadays those who rob the house have guns and they shoot and they shoot to kill. But uh, relationships are still important and everything should be still intact and in place before you leave and if you haven't done that you should do it over the phone and arrange it but you have to make sure that everything your property your house your systems um, your garden your animals is uh, kept and looked after and where you are on on holiday you should have the same 
attitude. You must be aware of what's going on and you must, most of all, make sure you take care of your family. Let me go to Anonymous, who's on the line. Good evening, Anonymous. Good evening to you, Patricia Amtili, and to your guest as well. And uh, whatever your guest says was 100% correct. But the burglaries take place the whole year through. The reason why burglaries take place is because the people earn very little money, so they uh, uh, sell those stolen items and bank those money, and they use that when they go home at the end of the year and tell their families, you know what, we worked so hard and this is what we saved. But they didn't save because they have stolen items, uh, sold it, and, uh, and, uh, and banked that money, or they've stolen goods or clothes or whatever, and they take... We've lost Anonymous there, unfortunately. Let me go to a message here, uh, which comes from Olive, who's in Strand. Olive says, hi, uh, says Pat. Thanks uh, for great discussion with Mike on cybercrime. So clearly, Mike, I think the cybercrime is one that we are very concerned about and um, mm. hijackings and the likes. Uh, let's let's uh, round off our discussions with your top tips on how we can stay safe. Yeah, I've, I think I've mentioned quite a few, um, but I would say number one, be considerate. No, no, no. Let me let me say the number one, you should be positively paranoid. Number two, you should be uh, um, you should be aware of people around you. You should be concerned with any person and every uh, uh, party that's with you. You should take care of them and you should have proper relationships with everybody. And you should integrate uh, with only those that has the same standards as yourself. And you should influence those that doesn't have to have the same standards as yourself. So you, you need to practice the necessary neighborly love, but you also need to, to act if you need to in protection of the standards that you have for you and your family in order to protect them. So you must protect your family. That's very, very important. Number three, you must obviously, what you've gained in life, obviously you must look after it properly. And number four, if you have enough, you must give to the poor. You must assist the poor so that they can also have a bit of a holiday time and um, and they can also have some solace and some enjoyment. You cannot have uh, millions and millions and have the most wonderful time in the most expensive places and not have a heart where you um, uh, have a heart for the poor and the needy. And uh, unfortunately, our brilliant conversation with all this advice only reaches, what, a couple of thousand people, but it should be spread in all kinds of uh, platform measures or in written form to all the poor people in all the shacks and all and everywhere, all spread out of our uh, around our country, which is about ninety five percent of our people is is just quite poor and they don't have enough. And there's so many that just can't go on holiday, and there's so many that has been pushed back, especially because of this COVID. So uh, you must have that attitude, and then the next one would be you, you you must constantly be aware of your surroundings and um you must be protective towards all not only your family you must expose crime and then lastly i would say you must um you must work as a family together in case there is serious danger if there's a car crash everybody in the car your family should have pre discussions what do we do if there's a car crash who does what 
um, the, the, the children must be thoroughly trained and informed, as I've said, pertaining cell phones and, and, and who to call and what to call and what to do. Um, mother needs to know what to do, dad, and so the kids. And uh, also the uh, situation if there's a robbery, if there's suddenly a, a man with or men with guns in the house or at your holiday home, or there's some kind of serious violence that's going to be perpetrated on the family or people, what do you do in a situation like that? What does the family do? What do you do with the people surrounding you? How can you assist and help in a mall, in a house, uh, in a car crash, any, any situation where the possibility where there's blood spatter, the family needs to know who's going to do what. If you train your kids properly, uh, pertaining cybercrime, uh, pertaining this discussion we have had, and they are, and they are, uh, and you've taught them how to be responsible with their cell phones, and uh, they have that relationship with you that there's trust and that they can see that the parents ca- uh, really care, and they want the best for their kids. And this other men- uh, issues that I've mentioned is in a family. You have got a close family that can work together as a group and can be of assistance to other families. If those things are practiced, the possibility of of much less forms of crimes that can be committed against the family and um, that it could be worse when it does happen if all this information is followed, is, is, uh, it would be the case. Thank you so very much for your time, Mike. And I really do appreciate uh, the depth of information that you have given us. Uh, and I know it's taken quite a long time for you to get to where you are um, because of the work that you do. Thank you very much. Mike, could you give us your website? Uh, the, I think it's very important for us to always have a specialist investigator at hand, especially in the country that we live in. So maybe give us your website and contact details. Yes, I have sent it all to Ben. You guys can post my complete electronic business card. It has all our Facebook uh, um, information on, on it. You will see all our projects. We've got hundreds of projects that we've posted pertaining cybercrime, knocks and scams, wanted persons, missing persons, um, the newest and the latest uh, uh, sextortion, extortion cases, uh, corruption, police corruption, etc., etc. It's very interesting. It's, it's very good reading and it's very informative. It's probably the most informative document or documents that you can read so that they can go on to Facebook. And uh, I've given uh, Ben the electronic business card and I give you full permission to put it as is on uh, all your sites. And uh, people should call us when all else fails. We're the end of the line. Uh, we prefer you not to call us when you can't get the cat out of the tree. Uh, get somebody else who can do that. But if there's a serious, serious situation where you are being failed by the authorities or it's a worst, worst case scenario, or it is information that needs to be dealt with and exposed, then we, I can be called directly on 082-4476-1111. Uh, but it's also on my electronic business card. There's a website as well. And we're an enormous organization. And from our side, we uh, we bless you all and we pray that God will bless you richly in health, wealth, safety, prosperity, security, and with discernment. And may all of the best be to you in this festive season and also for 2021.
Thank you very much, Mike. Uh, we really appreciate it. May you be blessed as well. Anytime. You can call us anytime. We're always ready to talk. Excellent. The time now is 22 minutes after, in fact, 23 minutes after 11. Let's uh, go on to some uh, great music. But remember, you can still send uh, those WhatsApps and voice notes around the topic we've been talking about on uh, tips to stay safe during this festive season. And before that, we were talking about uh, the importance of coping with the festive blues. I do have some messages that we'll go to, uh, but let's go to some music.